seems like everybody that is interested at all in horror is talking about this movie. And I'll tell you, it was something. <laughs> the movie, um, I'll start out with just like a spoiler-free summary and then go into the spoilers. The movie in the beginning, you can see that it's um, dedicated to the assistant director. And I guess like right after they filmed the movie, this person just suddenly mysteriously abruptly died and i couldn't find any information about what happened to them but the movie itself starts out in 1995 and the way that it's shot it's super grainy and it definitely has a vintage look to it which maybe i'm showing my age but i just feel like it kind of especially with some of the other things about the movie it just seems older than 1995 but Maybe to some people that's, that's old. I was nine in 1995, so it just, to me, it doesn't really seem that long ago, but again, I'm old. It takes place in a house at night with two kids. One's named Kaylee, one's named Kevin. Their dad goes missing in the middle of the night. The way that the movie, and again, you know, I am obviously no professional when it comes to anything having to do with movies. I am just a viewer, but there's no straight on shots. Like everything is just scenes around the house at odd angles. There looks like there's a lot of blue lighting. I did take one cinema appreciation class in college. And I remember we were watching some movies in class and the teacher was saying something about a blue filter when making movies is supposed to evoke some kind of feeling. I would say maybe like a bad feeling. <laughs> and the movie I would say is slow going, what they call a slow burn. I hear that a lot in movie reviews, but I was worried in the beginning that I would be bored, but I wasn't bored actually. It was pretty suspenseful. It is a very quiet movie. All the shots around the house are in the dark and you'll find out why that is later. And with 30 minutes left in the movie is when you kind of get your first like, what the fuck moment. The ending is creepy, but I think if you don't really, if you aren't sure what the movie is about, it might not be completely satisfying. And I, I, I was expecting a little bit more after all the buildup because like I said, with 30 minutes left in the movie, you do kind of get something shocking and you think it's going to continue to build to this like crazy ending because the movie is really quiet and not a lot happens leading up to the last 30 minutes, so you expect it's gonna be kind of action-packed and it's not. But the ending, I think, after you watch the movie, you might be kind of like, uh, cause you're not exactly sure what it is. But if you go and look at interviews with the director and get a little bit of context, the ending becomes more satisfying um, after more than just the first watch. I would recommend watching this movie. So now I'm going to get into some of the spoilers. There's a part in the movie where, you know, you you get kind of like random sights and sounds. So you'll hear 
Sounds of a kid or a baby crying. Silent shots around the house. TVs going on by themselves. The kids do seem like they're alone. And at one point in the movie, we hear what we think is the dad um, calling somebody and letting them know that Kevin fell down the stairs and needed stitches. That'll be kind of important later when we're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. But all the doors and windows start disappearing after the kids wake up and their dad is gone. One of them mentions the mom and I feel like there's gotta be some kind of backstory about the mom because at one point they say maybe their dad is with their mom. And then the other kid says, I don't wanna talk about her. So you start kind of getting this feeling that like, maybe something happened with the mom. Like, why isn't she there with the family anymore? It starts getting you thinking about what's happening to these kids. When the doors and the windows do disappear, it makes this like <laughs> kind of noise, which reminds me of something out of Star Trek. And it adds to the overall vintage feel of the movie. Think the cat needs to leave. I don't know. Hang on. Got on the goosebumps. And also, my nightmare on Elm Street throw, if you're watching on YouTube. I'm a sucker for classic horror and any of the like the kids shows that were really popular that were creepy when I was a kid. Saw some lights. Kind of freaked me out a minute. The lights weren't moving, I was. So I was just like, got a window in front of my desk over here. But anyways, so because the doors and windows are disappearing, it is always dark in the house. And at this point I look to see how long the movie is. And the movie's an hour and 40 minutes long. And I think to myself, what the hell is going to happen? Because it is so slow moving. Kids sounds so sweet and innocent and if you don't know i'm a mom i have a three-year-old so i was like what's gonna happen to these babies they always are whispering in the movie so that adds to the fact that like if they're not whispering the movie is just so quiet old cartoons that are playing on the tv are very unsettling not even that anything bad is happening in them but like just the overall atmosphere and, I, and I, I feel like we've seen this before in movies where there are horror movies, something creepy is happening, and for whatever reason, we just see classic images like old cartoons, old shows, old songs in a horror movie somehow make it creepier. And I think we're just kind of now conditioned to just feel like it's unnerving. But you never really see the kids. You'll see their feet or you'll see the back of them or like the side of them. The movie did actually make me kind of depressed. It's dark, the kids are alone. You sense something bad is gonna happen to the kids. And it almost makes you kind of go back to your childhood anytime that you felt unsafe, scared. It does evoke that kind of feeling. Even the toilet disappears and I thought to myself, <laughs> if you have IBS, or have had IBS or whatever, you know what I'm getting at. Like, there's no toilet, you panic. And I was just like, why the toilet though? There's a weird scene where 
I think you see the mom because a voice calls one of the kids upstairs and it's not the dad, like it looks female, but her back is towards the kid. But she'll tell the kid, look under the bed. Or at one point, the mom says that she loves her and Kevin, Kaylee and Kevin. And it really makes you think that the mom did something to them or is going to do something to them. Like, where did the dad go? Why is the mom suddenly here? It gives you a feeling that something bad has happened in that house or is about to happen in that house. And it is because of the parents. You see, I think it's the mom where her mouth and her eyes are just gone and they're skinned over. So her face is just like, there's nothing there. Throughout the movie, you'll hear these disembodied voices of what sounds like the mom and dad just constantly calling them up and down the stairs. And at one point, something will say like, I want to play, but I definitely get a sad feeling from watching what feels like from the kid's perspective. And at one point I think because the nights are never ending and I'm starting to wonder now, has something already happened and these kids are in purgatory? Which I learn, I'm not the only person to wonder that, but I'm so scared for the kids. And at that point that I mentioned earlier where there's 30 minutes left in the movie, a voice tells one of the kids to stick a knife in their eye. And then you hear a kid crying, obviously, because you would cry too if you stuck a knife in your eye. There's silence, blood on the cabinets, and then a kid calls 911, but then they drop the phone. The movie also has very long shots into the darkness. And so you're just sitting there also looking into the darkness. I can hear my kid coming upstairs with her dad. Night night, baby. I love you. Dad is putting her to bed. You are also looking into the darkness because you're just like, what is about to pop out? It's pretty suspenseful. And then there's a line in the movie where Something in the darkness is talking to Kevin and they say, Haley didn't do what she was told, so I took her mouth away. She wanted her mom and dad. And at that point I'm like, wait, did they get abducted? Are they not in their house actually? Is this a stranger's house? Another scene that says on the screen 572 days and I'm like, that almost further makes me think it's some kind of purgatory or that's how long they've been abducted and are in a stranger's house. Then we have 10 minutes left. I'm like, can somebody please explain this fucking movie? There are some muffled sounds and it almost feels like you're underwater. And I was like, did somebody drown the kids? And you get these weird pictures of kids' faces on the walls with, well, not faces, kids. Pictures of kids on the walls with no faces or their heads are missing completely. 
And some people thought that these were like other kids, but I thought that these were the two kids that we saw, like that we that have been with us through the whole movie. And then there's just like, for some reason, the pictures have been altered to be missing their heads. Like this is some kind of serial killer and this is his MO or something. You get gushes of blood spatter, rewound, spattered again, rewound, screams of adults, children, and cartoons. Last scene is of a man's face, but it's blurry. And the child asks him, what is their name? But the blurry face man keeps telling him to go to sleep and never says his name. And that is the end. So my initial reaction was, there's definitely something missing. The ending did not give the payoff that I wanted. A couple of scary moments, but I really was, was looking for something bigger towards the end. I was confused. I was like, is this a nightmare? Was all of that not real? Was the guy a boogeyman? Is it supposed to make you think and draw your own conclusions? I didn't know how to feel. So I looked up other videos and articles about the movie. And honestly, all of that was correct, basically. So the man who made the movie said that whatever your interpretation is, is correct. He shot the movie in his, old, his own childhood home. And he himself was a YouTuber before he started making movies. He would make short films on his YouTube channel about other people's nightmares. So that could have all been a nightmare. And this is supposed to be an experimental horror movie. He wanted to make sure that people paid attention, which makes sense because it's, you know, with it being a very quiet movie, a lot of times things are whispered so quietly that you need subtitles. So you're like watching and intently listening. So he definitely was successful with that. This is a longer film of a short film called Heck. And another theory that some people have made is that the boy, Kevin, when he fell down the stairs, that he either went into a coma or died and is in purgatory. Which was very similar to what I was thinking. Oh, after getting some context to this movie, the ending makes more sense if it's supposed to be a nightmare. And the movie seems to be successful. Other people are liking it. And I can definitely appreciate that this is not just another remake. I initially rated this two and a half out of five Freddies, but after getting a little bit of context to the movie, I bumped it up to three out of five Freddies. You should watch this movie. It is worth a watch. And that is all I have for Skinamarink. Like, comment, subscribe if you like, and I'll see you in my next video.